by P4P Muscle Productions and Entertainment, the number one drug-free athlete sponsorship foundation in the world. Now, I want you to grab a friend, turn the volume up a bit, lean in, and listen to the show where all the athletes want to talk. Fit Talk with Melinda Corsino. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in tonight to Fit Talk with Melinda Corsino, uh, formerly Melinda Corsino, now Melinda Spencer. I think I'm going to say that at the beginning of every show until until I get it out of my system here. But I'll, as always, this show is brought to you by P4P Muscle, uh, the number one drug-free sponsorship in the world. If you are a drug-free athlete or just interested uh, in the best supplements on the planet that represent a drug-free lifestyle, check out P4P Muscle at p4pmuscle.com. Uh, so as I've been advertising this show, this is called The Photographer's Show. I've done shows in the past that have mentioned photography, uh, but I wanted to do a show that was solely going to concentrate on photography because, let's face it, when you enter the fitness industry now, uh, whether you're a first-time bikini competitor or a male bodybuilding competitor, you get your body in this fantastic shape. And most times you're going to schedule a photo shoot to follow a show or proceed a show. So I wanted to bring on a group, a panel of photographers from all over different parts of the U.S. uh, to join in with me tonight to just do an introductory show on what to expect on your first photo shoot. And, of course, they're going to be able to add in tidbits and funny stories and things that have happened. And, and I think I have a very diverse group of people here. So I have, um, I have Michael David. I have Jessica, and I'm probably going to pronounce your last name wrong, McDougal and Robbie Snyder. McDougal, I I thought I was close. (laughs) Um, So they all own their own uh, photography companies, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves and tell you a little bit about their companies and what they do. So why don't we start with you, Michael? Well, guys, my name is Michael David. I am the CMO of fitnessmodels.com. Uh, the world's most exclusive uh, organization created to help support and provide opportunities for the serious athletes and fitness models of today's industry worldwide. We have athletes and fitness models in over 40 countries, uh, and we, we bring in the elite that really represent the models of, uh, of fitness in their different sports and, uh, and pursuits. Great. Thank you. Michael, uh, Jessica, why don't we go to you? All right, Michael, that's hard to follow. Um, so my name is Jess McDougall, and I'm a boudoir photographer out of Salem, Massachusetts. Um, my clientele is about 80% women, um, and so I focus on creating, like, really fun shoots, make the women really comfortable um, for their photo shoot, especially when uh, it's a, somebody who hasn't done a photo shoot before. Um, so I realize that there's, like, all these women walking around who uh, don't realize how beautiful they are, so I'm here to remind them of that and how amazing and beautiful they are. That's my job. That's amazing, and not hard to follow because you guys are completely uh, different types of photographers. So this is great. I want I want a mix on the show, and that's awesome. Uh, so Robbie, how about how about you? Yeah, my name is Robbie Snyder. I'm the CEO and founder of Pardomus and Pardomus Athletes. Um, so a Pardomus Athletes is a newer program that's been going on for about a year now that strictly focuses in the fitness industry. Um, we have a lot of up-and-coming stars that are our contracted athletes that we work with on a regular basis providing um, so we do a lot of their 
marketing materials for their own businesses and um, just getting their name out there as well as smaller athletes that are just getting started in the industry that we help develop them um, and get them going into the industry. So we have some of the really rising stars that, you know, they're with bodybuilding.com and some of the biggest sponsorships that are out there in the fitness industry right now. Um, Pardomas is a three-tiered um, company, so we do focus on, we actually do weddings, we do commercial photography, as well as the fitness photography, so, um, but we have specialists in each of those categories, and um, the fitness industry is really, we're putting the majority of our focus right now, because it's, it's a great market, and get to work with a lot of fantastic people. And um, for hey, those Melinda, who I, follow, I think I forgot yeah. to add. I think I forgot to add my photography, which I am because we're all photographers here. <laughs> that I've actually been a professional photographer for uh, a little over 12 years, uh, working in uh, high fashion, editorial, and sports and fitness. And I've been published in just about every magazine around the world in all in all those genres. So coming into this, uh, especially in the fitness industry, it kind of takes all of it to have that skill to know how to package and help athletes. So. I forgot to add my photography resume to that introduction. I apologize. No, that's okay. And and I'm very happy to have all three of you on the show because everyone's bringing something a little bit different, a couple of you very similar, which is also good because uh, we can get some clashing opinions maybe on certain topics. Um, so, again, thank you guys for being here. I know everyone has a super busy schedule, different time zones, and I appreciate you guys coming on to discuss this stuff with me tonight. So let's just start off the show. Um, you have, let's just say, a female. Uh, she is just done with her first fitness show, and she has booked a shoot with you. What are some quick tidbits that you'd tell her? I mean, what, you know, she's booking a show. She, what should I bring? Should I get my hair and makeup done? You know, how, many, how much clothes should I bring? I mean, just a couple things that you would tell that first-time client, you know, coming to you. Um, let's just, why don't I just keep the order? Michael, why don't we start with you? What are some, some quick things that you would tell your first-time client? Quick basics are communication with your photographer up front to find out um, what looks they're wanting to produce. Uh, if, if, it's a, if it's a collaborative production uh, where you're both kind of working with each other, uh, find out the ideas and the concepts from the photographer. Ask if they're providing a hair and makeup artist on set. Um, but if you're actually the, the model hiring the photographer, uh, you're kind of the boss, so you know you, the photographer needs to know what looks you're looking for, and then that would be an idea swap of of uh, wardrobe. But in fitness, I always tell people when you're looking for fitness specific, look through the fitness magazines, uh, look at the different outfits that the models are wearing, especially on the mock covers, where you want mix matched, you know, uh, pretty bright colors uh, with your 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 booty shorts, your sports bras, things that are flattering, um, and uh, you know, hair and makeup. Again, it's it's all about discussion with your photographer, but uh, determine way beforehand, before your production, the looks that are expected. But especially if you're doing a photo production after your show, a lot of people ask, you know, what about my tan? When you do a sugar scrub after your show is over, that's going to get rid of that heavy show tan off your skin and will actually make a nice color for your skin for uh, the photography. Even with white balancing, all that we do as photographers, it's actually a good look. But you want to bring your sports specific, you want to bring some swimsuit, you want to bring some casual, uh, but definitely collaborate with a photographer on direction too. Absolutely. And, and to add on to that, uh, with the show tan, I 
highly recommend, and again, I'm not a photographer, but off of what he said is uh, when you come off a show, that first couple rinses off of the tan with a scrub, your skin actually looks really good. So you want to schedule that shoot soon thereafter because after that, your tan gets really funky and you almost look like you have some sort of a skin disease. Uh, so you can have like a really nice look without having to spend any extra money because we all know that tan is super expensive. So you might as well get a couple wears out of it. Um, but yeah, why, Robbie and Jess, do you have anything to add on to what he said? Uh, no, not really. I just, makeup and hair, I always say yes, do it, because that's one less thing to be anxious about, and then you don't have to worry about your makeup not looking good on camera, so I always say do the professional makeup and hair, splurge, um, go for it. Yeah, that, I mean, I would say that is probably a number one thing that um, that we have issues with, with first-timers is, you know, they try to skimp on hair and makeup, and that's, you know, it's you're paying for photos, probably, you know, and this is, you want it to be professional. You know, it should be professional from the very beginning to the very end of the entire process. So that is a really good uh, tip that I feel like that is a must do. Um, as far as I also agree with the tans, I would definitely not recommend, you know, because I've seen it a lot, is trying to like make yourself darker again and you do a cheap tan and then you just have the stuff all over your fingers and everywhere and it's just sloppy and it's just a really bad idea. I would rather no tan than tan, like a bad tan. Um, me personally, just because I can, I can, because I'm a, I, we do a lot of, um, we introduce our own light. So we can control a lot of how you're going to look with our own lighting. So, um, you know, don't try to pick something to make yourself darker again just kind of let it go. But you also want to get it before it starts getting all funky, like Melinda says, because it does look like a skin issue going on. And yeah, I it does. Say, oh, yeah, no, yeah. no, no. Keep going. So the other thing is, you know, depending on as far as how many looks, um, you know, I would, depending on how long your shoot's for, you know, I would say realistically an hour to two hours, probably pretty typical. So you know, a good three to four looks is going to be realistic in that time frame. I think four is going to be uh, pushing it, but I think you should plan for at least four. So, because um, sometimes you might get through it quicker, whatever. And I would get a variety of stuff. I would get something in a swimsuit, like they. Uh, uh, it's Michael, right? Michael David. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, like he mentioned, you know, do you get a swimsuit? Because, you know, you are showing off your body. It's the best you've ever looked. So you want to show that off. But at the same time, you know, you don't want just a bunch of bikini shoot shots because the, re the reality is, is, you know, you're not going to want to post a bunch of, if you're posting to Instagram because that's a big thing now, you know, you're not going to want to post 10 photos of you in a bikini. You're going to want that diversity to get the most out of that shoot to be able to post and get yourself out there as branded and branding yourself. So a fitness outfit, a bikini outfit, and a, uh, a normal clothes outfit is, you know, normally what we suggest. Yeah, I agree completely. Yeah. Bring lots of, lots of outfits. Melinda, I'll add, one thing. I'll add one thing yeah. to the hair and makeup part because yeah. like, uh, like Robbie said, a lot of times models will try to save money and do the hair and makeup themselves. But my chief hair and makeup stylist has been working with me for close to 10 years through all the different genres we've worked in. And the one thing that we have always taught, even in our own live broadcasts and workshops that we do, is the cheaper makeup you buy at drugstores have a lot of fillers and reflectors, and it can actually change the color of your face yeah. and the lighting that we use in productions. And yep. the color will be off as well. 
And also, too, is when you hire a professional, when they utilize the higher-grade makeup, there's a reason why it costs so much because it's made for digital photography. It's made for the end result of making your skin tones look even, not having high flash areas to where you have these really reflective parts of your forehead and other parts look darker. And the other point, too, is airbrushing, which makes the skin really smooth and helps it blend, especially when you have a show tan because the, the skilled hair and makeup artists will understand how to blend that color so that your face doesn't look like a mask compared to the rest of your body tone. So the professional hair and makeup uh, artist is absolutely critical because what you're, nor- what you're used to normally putting on your hair or on your hair and fixing your hair and doing your makeup is not what it needs to look like because if you're doing, you know, what I call fun, flirty fitness for like oxygen, uh, more of your mainstream fitness magazines, it needs to be bright and airy and fresh and not a whole lot of drama. But if you're going to be producing a lot of different looks in your portfolio day, you know, with Robbie or whoever you're working with, you can actually take the lighter makeup and then have that artist make it darker or more moody as you progress depending on the look. So the fun, flirty fitness is light, airy, big, as they call it, big Victoria's Secret hair and curls. Those are things you can tame down or build on. So, but definitely hire. It is worth the investment after all you've done to create that physique and have your day in front of the lights and camera. Invest to make sure that they come out as professional and top quality as possible. Yeah, that I, is the I same thing I tell people for shows. For shows, yeah, anyone I, listening I, in that does fitness shows, uh, you your makeup that you get done. Uh, when girls try to do it themselves, their their neck is not blended with their face, and they get on stage and they get on the lights on stage, and their face almost looks white compared to their body. So you put all this money and time and effort to get on stage, and then and bikini and figure, your uh, beauty is scored. You know, so you're almost you're you're knocking yourself down with all that hard work you put in. But go ahead, Robbie. What were you going to say? Yeah, no, I I couldn't agree more. Um, what you're saying, and if you are on more of a budget and you were going to skip on one of the other, I would definitely skimp on the hair than the makeup because I can the hair gets thrashed easy. I'm not saying you shouldn't do it, but if you absolutely had to choose between one or the other, I would suggest go with the makeup because it's going to change the whole look of the shoot. And one yeah. other thing off of that is take it easy, like on the eyes, like on the eye makeup. Um, for me personally, you want eye makeup, don't get me wrong. But for me personally, uh, if, if anyone's seen our photography, we're very, um, we, we're, we're about sharpness. Like we really like to have sharp, edgy photos. And the big thing for me that does that is the focus on the eyes to make those eyes really pop out. And because I'm going to introduce light into your eyes to make that pop out. And if you, you know, clump it with, you know, too thick of eyelashes or too much mascara or anything like that, it's going to really dull down, in my opinion, it's going to dull down that photo a little bit. So you want some makeup to make, you know, to get that eye contrast going for the photo. But, you know, I really want to be able to see that color of your eye. Yeah, trust your professional makeup artist, you know, just, Especially if you're a first time, just just pay for it, go in, and let them take care of you. And, and when you're asking them, ask them, have you done specifically for photo shoots? Ask them that, you know, because there is a difference. So. And anyone that's that's uh, maybe going with a photographer, because the first question I always ask, or maybe the second question, is makeup provided. Because if it's not, especially if I'm traveling. I need to find a mall and I need to find a Mac makeup store. And I do that only because if there's not a professional pro- 
provided usually at a Mac store, and this is just from personal experience. If you know someone, that's fantastic, but a lot of times when I'm traveling, I don't know someone, and their makeup seems to show up good on camera, and they usually have someone there that has done makeup for some sort of a photo shoot before, and I've had a very good experience with every single Mac that I've been to. So if you're in a pinch, your photographer's not providing it, or they don't have any recommendations of people to go to, I would say as a default, try to find a Mac makeup store. That's And again, that's a personal experience. I haven't had a bad one with them. Um, so that's just a uh, little tidbit uh, from me. If, if your ahead. photographer uh, doesn't have somebody to recommend, if your photographer doesn't have somebody that they can recommend to you, you should probably find a new photographer. Absolutely, <laughs> I agree with you 100%. Tough. What if you're traveling? Yeah, I mean, I've could... had a case where I was traveling and the photographer was traveling. We were completely both out of our oh. zone of area. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, so in so, that case, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, Melinda, I actually really agree with you because uh, several of our athletes, because we actually we have a couple of market artists that we work with pretty much all the time. Um, but when we are in those situations, we have used Mac, like you said. And, I've, you know, it's, We've had good, great experiences there with our athletes, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it, it's tough. And most, again, I'm not a photographer, but just from, just from experience, if everyone's kind of out of their zone of knowing people where they're shooting, it's kind of a default. But, but kind of moving on uh, from that and kind of switching gears, what about safety? Now, this is big, especially with female clients, and especially female clients shooting with a male photographer. I know my first photo shoot I ever did, I, didn't re- I met the photographer once beforehand. I was shooting alone in a gym with this gentleman. Um, and I, I, of course, brought someone with me, uh, at least until I felt comfortable that, that was there. So what do you suggest, uh, especially to females shooting alone with males for the first time, um, what some safety precautions that they should take? Uh, for me, like, I feel like that question can have two different answers contingent on um, are they reaching out to the photographer or is the photographer reaching out to them? Um, because yeah. I, I feel like the steps you might take may be a little bit different in that um, aspect. Just because if you're reaching out to them, I would hope that you've done your research on who you're choosing. Um, so if you're, if you're looking for a photographer to specifically shoot with, you know, I think the number one thing is, a, make sure that you're really familiar with their work. And, you know, the beauty of social media now is, you know, it's go look at their posts and look at, you know, if I'm posting a picture of a client that I worked with, most likely there's going to be plenty of interaction back and forth between me and that client of talking about, you know, the photos they liked or anything like that. So you're going to see that there's almost like a, a friendship bonded between them. So you're going to be like, okay, well, they're – they clear it wasn't like they just shot them and then they didn't want anything to do with them ever again. You know what I mean? So um, I think that's one tip you can look at is just look at their social media and look, look what kind of comments they're getting. Is it the same people that are, that he shot with that are commenting on their photos, he or she, um, you know, I think that's one good way of finding out, you know, what kind of relationship that photographer develops with their clients, you know? Um, yeah. So I, I think that's a big thing. And then obviously, like, you know, I, I don't feel like there's anything wrong with it if, you know, you see someone that's tagged in a photo that's in that photo is just through Instagram or something like that, like drop message them and say, hey, I've seen that shooting with them. What do you think of them? You know, and most 
girls or guys, they're going to be completely straight up honest with you, especially if they had a bad experience, you know? So I don't think that anybody um, in the fitness industry would have any problem receiving a message like that from somebody, yeah. you know? I, so, I agree with Robbie. Yeah. Um, so like I, ladies, use okay. your instincts, you know? Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to talk over you. Oh, no, 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 no. I, you know, I'm not trying to take it over either. But uh, so, I mean, if you're looking to hire someone, those are the little steps that I would do. If you're, if you're being approached by one, you know, um, yeah, I, I would ask a lot of questions and I would always try to have a, at least a phone conversation first. Um, because I think you, not in all cases, but I think you can, you know, definitely start picking up on someone's vibe and have specific questions ready to ask them in that phone conversation, you know, if they're reaching out to you, like, well, okay, what are you looking to do? You know, wh- what are you going to use these photos for? You know, what, are, you know, what's the purpose behind it? You know, because photo shoots, they are fun. They're a lot of fun. That's why the three of us do it for a living. But at the same time, every photo shoot should have a purpose behind it. So, sure. you know, so maybe it's, you know, for, especially if the photographer is reaching out, there should be a purpose behind why he's wanting that photo shoot done. You know, maybe it could be a, a handful of reasons, but find those out. You know, if he doesn't have answers to those, that's a red flag, you know, because that means he's not taking his craft seriously. He is in it for the wrong reasons, et cetera. Um, you know, I do recommend people bringing, you know, a friend if they want to, if that makes them feel more comfortable to a photo shoot. The only thing I do caution is involving significant others at times and that's a judgment call that individual person needs to make because I've worked on several different things where having a significant other makes it extremely uncomfortable and it brings it out in the photos and you know you just wasted everybody's time because everybody's uncomfortable you know I but if it makes you so bring a good friend that makes you feel comfortable or but I've also have you know plenty of our athletes they have significant others that they're the biggest support system and they're amazing at the photo shoot, and it gets them to loosen up even more. So that's something you have to kind of look at in your own particular situation and make that assessment for yourself. Well, no, I'll, I'll add that, you know, from uh, my experience in, in helping uh, new models and athletes, number one, like what Robbie said, you know, with social media, you can always contact other people that a photographer's worked with and ask them. I always tell people, approach a minimum five. Um, you know, when it when you come to working with new photographers, there needs to be a discussion beforehand. You talk about looks, you talk about all concepts, and you have everything in writing because you want to have everything take, everything taken care of beforehand. The last thing you ever want to do is be in a commercial, uh, professional photo production, and all of a sudden the photographers go, hey, I got this great idea, take your top off. And that was not ever discussed. And all of a sudden it gets very weird, very awkward, and all of a sudden now a model feels somewhat threatened and they almost feel pressured. Things like that never happen in commercial realms because things yeah. have to be discussed beforehand. So always, always have everything in writing with everything you're going to be getting. And, and like Robbie said, bring a friend because, number one, you know, significant others sometimes can be that helpful hand, but at the same time, when you're becoming a model, you're stepping into a completely different character of someone you're not normally that way every day. So if you have a significant other, it can make you feel awkward in the sense that you don't feel comfortable letting loose and just becoming this model that poses and, and communicates with your body language in a way that you're not normally used to. So a friend can always be great. A significant other, it just depends because like Robbie said, 
if that if all of a sudden you get stiff and you don't feel like letting loose and just being yourself and and letting go, then it's going to come out really very evident on the photos. So, you know, double check and research the photographer, no matter if it's you hiring them or them approaching you. Get everything in writing up front beforehand. And then if you're going to bring somebody, bring a friend, um, because especially if it's a new location, you always want to make sure that you're not stranded by yourself. Yeah, it's, it's really, really important, especially with boudoir photography, because if your photographer doesn't have a studio, like I have a studio and it's in a building and there's you know people around, so it's not, it's not like out in some weird space. But a lot of boudoir photographers work at a hotel. And so if your boudoir photographer is a man, which is perfectly fine, um, you're going to want to make sure that you either have someone with you or you have somebody waiting for you and they know exactly when you're going to be done and you're in touch with them um, if you haven't worked with this person before because you're, you're, you know, you're in this closed space with this stranger and, you know, next to nothing. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and just to kind of um, continue on that is bringing a friend is also like, you know, for me as a photographer, I like more people on my set because it's more eyes on what's going on, you know, because when you're, behind the camera, I mean, you're, I'm, I'm obviously looking at everything possible, but there may be that one strand hair that's going right across your face that I just don't happen to see through there. And one person's saying, oh, wait a second, like, that's going to save me hours, you know? So, you know, I'm going to appreciate that. So I like having more eyes on set, you know, especially if it's the right vibe of people that are there and supportive of the model, you know, I, it works really well in my opinion. Yeah, I've had... Um... For me personally, my significant other is uh, very supportive, very non, non-jealous, I guess I could say. Um, and so that works for me, but he's only really been to one or two of my shoots. Um, and it's really been a stop in, make sure I'm doing well, and then, um, and then continue from there. Uh, to touch on, I did a shoot out of state, so actually to bring Robbie into it, um, I shot with Robbie and his par- his partner. Um, I had talked with them on the phone prior, and uh, we had had plenty of email uh, contact back and forth, and I actually knew um, a model that they shoot with that's actually an athlete of theirs, so I spoke with her as well. So I had a background. Uh, but, again, I'm walking into a house. We were shooting at a house out in Ohio at the Arnold, um, and I I didn't know them, and I hadn't met them in person, and I didn't know what I was walking into. You never know. Um, so I, what I did is I uh, have an earpiece, a uh, wireless earpiece, and I was on the phone with my husband as I was walking into the house. Um, he was just on the phone with me, and then when I said, oh, this looks awesome, everyone's cool, there's a bunch of people here, there's other females here, I feel comfortable, we got off the phone. But I had contact with someone in case, God forbid, anything did happen, I can say, you need to call 911, or whatever that may be. Um, he knew my contact information, where I was, the contact information of the photographer. So I was way out of state. Um, but, you know, you always have to be safe. Um, you never know yeah. what you're walking into. Safety is the first concern. And asking all those photographers, like the photographer questions up front like that, if it's a legit, they're going to have no problem giving you any of those answers or doing whatever it takes to make you feel comfortable. Like, they're not, right. if they're a legit photographer, they're going to have no problem with that at all. Yep. Yeah, and um, I, I've never had a bad experience, thankfully. I've done boudoir photography in a hotel, um, and I, you know, I've gotten to know many of the photographers that I work with, and we actually became friends. So I have that comfortability now, but um, thankfully I've never had a bad experience, and 
Um, I hope no one out there has that's listening in. But to switch topics, um, calming nerves. Uh, we mentioned nervousness a little bit with maybe bringing a friend or if that spouse of that person happens to calm them down. But is there anything that you recommend? Because um, when you're on camera and you're tense and you're not relaxed, it shows. So what are what's some advice for uh, first-time jitters for a shoot? I would um, – I would – sorry. No, go ahead, um, go ahead Jessica. I would, like, definitely say, um, you know, as mentioned, communication. Know, like, what your schedule is going to be for the day. Uh, know what's going to happen, um, you know, hair and makeup and everything. Because um, then you don't have the anxiety of wondering what's going to happen. You know, you're going to be a little nervous, especially if you're doing boudoir. Um, but it's exciting, too. Um, so get all the other stuff out of the way. You know, your schedule, what's going to happen when you get through the images. And then you can just enjoy your day. I guess I'll chime in. One of the things that I've always done since day one is, you know, easing nerves because a lot of people that I've worked with over the years, especially if they're new models of an agency or shooting a book, this is the first time and they're kind of awkward. So what I do is when they get on set, the very first thing I do, even before hair and makeup, is I have them hop in front of the camera and I have a conversation with them. And I take photos and I instigate jokes. I instigate moments that I can capture their, their candid personality because that's the first few minutes gives them a chance to finally work with me before they go sit in the, the chair for an hour and a half with hair and makeup. And all of a sudden now they feel comfortable. And then my hair and makeup team, they in turn also continue that, that, that level of excitement, positivity, talking about them, you know, getting them really looking forward to it. So then when they hop back in front of me again in the camera, I again crack more jokes because I'm kind of a giddy kid on set anyway. I mean, I get, I get paid to do what I love to do. I mean, it's very rare for anybody to, to be able to say that in life. And be able to work with people and capture them in ways that when they look at the photos, they go, oh, my God, I can't believe that's me. That's a rewarding feeling for a photographer. So it's our job as directors to create that environment. And that's what I've always done to ever give people that level of comfortability is just make it fun from the very moment they walk on set. Come over here. Come and get in front of the camera. Let's have a quick little talk for a few minutes. That always has created successful productions time and time again. I couldn't agree more with that statement, you know, because I, I feel like I take a very similar approach, especially, um, you know, I think one thing that, you know, Michael and I would share that maybe Jessica doesn't is I, I do think especially a female walking in front of a male for the first time, I think is, you know, I think they even feel even a little bit more uncomfortable. So um, it does take that being able to get them uncomfortable. And like he said, he brings them out and that's a, I, you know, I love hearing how he says, how he does that. You know, the, my approach to it is I do it. I'm like, Hey, I'm just going to test my shot. Like I'm going to just test you. I'm just checking the light, you know, and just, and just engaging them in a conversation and just start popping off shots the same way, you know? And then once you kind of start showing them, they're like, Oh wow, that actually looks kind of cool. And it just gets them relaxed a little bit. Um, and the other thing I would say is, have some poses in mind that you like, or at least ideas that you like. So that way you're kind of going in there with a plan as well. So you're not sitting there like, okay, I'm done with my hair and makeup. And now what, you know, like go, you know, I would suggest to them go into it with a purpose, like, um, you know, have some poses in mind, you know, uh, just like Michael said earlier, go online, look at fitness magazines, look at um, Pinterest, look at all those things and just be like, yeah, I really like this. And, during that time, talk to your photographer about it. Say, like, hey, I really like these, and just start. And if you do that and you're going into it and both of you have a goal in mind, it's not going gonna, gonna to alleviate that awkwardness at the beginning of, like, okay, well, now what do we do? You know, so 
and then just trying to put, and then having us trying to put you into like different poses and positions and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry to finish up on that and practice those poses before you get there. Like just stand in front of a mirror and just work on the pose a little bit. So you just have an idea of what it feels like to get into that pose. You know, I think that can help a lot. So I actually um, am the opposite with boudoir. Um, it makes sense with fitness, but for boudoir, one of the questions I always get is, I don't know how to pose. I'm going to look like a fool. And I always say, don't worry about it. Don't stress. Like Robbie said, pin, pin pictures to interest, Pinterest that you like, um, but let me show you how to pose. And part of like, like these guys, you know, you got to like have fun and, and make them, you know, laugh and whatever. And, and I do that by showing them how to pose, you know, which is kind of goofy if I'm doing it with my camera in hand and my jeans and whatever. Um, but, yeah, so, like, for boudoir, I say don't worry about it. You come in. I'll show you how to pose. You're going to look amazing. Um, and so that's one less thing they have to stress about. Yeah, and, and then I'll, par- I'll, I'll parlay on that with you, Jessica, because, you know, when you start dealing into um, the what I call schmexy genre, um, you're really coming into a whole different realm to where naturally we kind of don't feel like we're sexy, uh, We especially when they're athletes. They're used to being in gym gear and sweaty wearing sports bras and tank tops all the time with hair up in, a, in what I call a, a sprout. Uh, so all of a sudden you get on set, you're this gorgeous, incredibly beautiful, sexy model. You are projecting this sense of confidence and, empower, and empowerment as, as a woman, especially, you know, with, with bourgeois and lingerie. And all of this stuff that I've ever done over, over my career that has ever uh, dealt with more of the smexy realm, it is powerful body language. And as a director, you know, when, when you exchange concepts, you always ask them to send you photos that, that they like. They could be at a store. They could be in a magazine to give us, the photographer, an idea about what they're thinking because body language is what this whole thing is about in photography. And it then feeds off of that, the energy, the personality, and the tone of the whole concept of the purpose of that whole photo production because at the end of the day, you want, to have, you want to have photographs that, you know, as a model, you are confident about, you are proud of, and you really feel like you just flat nailed it. And that is from great communication. But like Jessica, you know, it, it is a little bit different in the schmexy realm. And it's being able to feed off that energy, but definitely being comfortable, you know, being able to, to throw your, your, your awesomeness out there <laughs> in that sexy level, because it's important. I, now, yeah. I, I'll be honest, we hit our half an hour mark, but since we went in this direction, what, because this is, a, this is an issue for, for me looking at it from the outside, what is, what is everyone's take on where the fitness industry is going with the classy, sexy look versus almost softcore pornography look that's not really showing fitness, it's getting a little too much. What, what's everyone's feelings on that going on in the industry right now, that, like blurred line? I, I feel like I'll, it's getting to be – oh, go, sorry. You can go ahead, Michael. You know, I'll chime in because, you know, one of the things that I've noticed over the years, and it's largely because of social media, you know, it's all about attraction. It's all about gaining uh, appeal and attention. And with social media, it's kind of like reality TV. You have to keep being more and more sensational to get people to – remain interested in you. And so with social media, it has blurred lines, and that's unfortunate because on a commercial level, being more titillating, showing more skin and wearing less every time you make a post is not going to help you commercially. 
yes, it may get you likes and follows, but it's actually going to deter a lot of commercial opportunity because companies and brands that look at that want to maintain integrity with their audience and their readership that is a little bit more mainstream, especially in fitness, a lot of the magazines, a lot of the companies are not going to want to partner with a model whose whole image is more titillating and really softcore porn. Um, you know, I, I've noticed this change to where you even look at, um, I'm going to say porn models that are marketing their own websites. They wear a lot more than a lot of fitness women who are posting photos on their social media. And that's unfortunate because it, I really think it misrepresents what fitness is. This, the irony about it, or the dichotomy really, is the fit body is extremely sexy. It's beautiful. But it doesn't mean that it's about selling sex. That's what the porn industry is for. So it's really tough sometimes for people to really grasp the fact of you don't have to sell sex to be, a, to be an appealing fitness model. I mean, that's partly one of the reasons why with, with us at fitnessmodels.com, we just launched our professional fitness model directory to finally create a professional platform to put in your portfolio, put in your information, put in your skill sets, because that's what companies want to utilize to find people and give models away in a platform to be able to put out their professional image without having to go that route because so many don't want to, but they feel like they might have to to get attention, but likes and follows don't pay the mortgage. So in fitness, I know it's about trying to make a name for yourself, but it's very important to make sure that you maintain the image that you want to project because once it's out there in social media, it's out there. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't agree with that statement anymore. Um, so that I know like when we look to sign our athletes, that's like the number one thing that, you know, that's the very first thing that we look at is what kind of photos do they already have of them? Like, cause you're going to tell someone that's truly dedicated to the fitness industry. And as far as dedicating their life to fitness and looking good. And when I say looking good, I mean fit, you know, where it's, it's about muscle, it's about training. It's about the hard work that you put into it. It's not about, you know, the overall sex appeal. But just like Michael said, you know, a fit body is a very sexy body, but that's not what it's about. I completely agree with that. And, you know, that's the one thing with our program that we're really trying to change the the vision of the industry of showing that it doesn't have to be that. It doesn't have to be soft porn, you know, because I think, um, you know, unfortunately I feel – there's a big misconception of people that aren't involved in the fitness industry or the families of people that are just getting involved in the fitness industry. I kind of feel like a lot of people look at competitors now as the new age strippers. And that's not the case. You know, that's how a lot of people see it. And that's how a lot of family members see it. So that's what, you know, as a photographer and as someone that's getting into the fitness industry and going to do photo shoots, I feel like it's all of our responsibility to bridge that gap, to show people that's not what it is and not do that. And I also feel like a big reason for that is because the influx of bad photographers that are getting into it for the extremely wrong reasons, because they're pushing people to do things that shouldn't be. But just like Michael, Michael said, you know, a good commercial photographer is never going to push those limits ever. They will never do that because that's like he said, that's not what's going to make money at the end of the day. That's not what's going to sell. Yeah. It'll get you following but that's it. So I feel like it's those two things. So make sure that you're working with legitimate photographers and make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons. There's a time and place for sexy photo shoots, but not necessarily on social media, you know? So thank you. you That's that's, that's a very personal thing. You know, that's a very personal thing. I think, 
you know, we shoot, I've shot people that, you know, we took very personal photos, but it was for them. Like that, that is an empowerment thing for them. And I completely get that. It's not about, oh, just let me flash it all over social media. So just go into it with that mindset. That's, that's my two cents on that topic. Melinda, I'll follow up here because, you know, the one thing that, you know, especially when you're getting new into modeling, to understand the one concept that your portfolio is essentially your own magazine. And every photograph is an ad selling you. And if you have photographs in your portfolio or online of you showing a lot of skin, a lot of sexy, a lot of titillating, then that tells companies, photographers out there, that's more of what you're willing to do and what you want to do because you're selling that. So if you don't want people to, uh, to take you the wrong way, then don't project the images that would make them feel that you do. Um, you only have one chance to really get it right. Yeah, we see a lot, of, a lot of celebrities that have been featured in Playboy and all that, but they're also celebrities. And they hire high seven-figure publicists to recover their image if they ever needed that. When you're trying to start out, you have one chance to get it right. And this industry is inundated and so saturated now that that's why people are trying to go more of the titillated approach. But it's not going to create long-term opportunities. I mean, it, a lot of these fitness models are like clubs. They last for about one to two years and they disappear because companies are looking now for the next sensational model that's willing to take it even further. And that is just a deterrent for long-term opportunities. You know, you walk into Victoria's Secret, and I love using this example, because when you walk in and you see these amazing, beautiful photographs that uh, Russell James has taken of these women, these photographs are not to titillate anybody in there. That is there to build the psychology of imagery that when you wear Victoria's Secret lingerie, you're going to feel like these women you see in the photos, the beautiful, the empowering feature. It's not about tits and ass. It's not about titillating an audience to get likes and follows. It's about selling a feeling and emotion of confidence and empowerment. So when you want to do sexy, schmexy, lingerie, boudoir photography, if you want to do it for yourself because you want to see yourself that way, keep it private. But understand, when you put it out there in the public domain, that's going to stereotype you and keep you compartmentalized in that genre only, and it's very difficult to come out of that. My, one of my favorite shots that I've ever taken, I have not posted on social media. I have made sure that any, anything I've ever posted on social media, I've had at least a bathing suit style covering me. So I'm never in less than a bathing suit. I, you know, and that's just something that I chose to do. And I, I remember, Robbie, to touch on your point, thinking about parents of people. When I did my first photo shoot, I remember getting on the phone with my mother and she goes, what are you doing this for? Like, what, what is the goal here? Because she's seen a lot of what some of the people in the fitness industry have put out. And so that was her perception without really knowing what was going on. And, and it's unfortunate. But, um, again, there's nothing wrong with taking some cool boudoir photography. And I've posted a lot of my boudoir photography, but literally my favorite picture that I've ever taken is not on social media because I don't feel that I'm wearing enough, and I don't want to put that out there. So, and it's more um, special I think you guys, that way, too, yeah. Melinda. Yeah. It's more yeah, special absolutely. that way, you know what I mean? It's just yours. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I mean, you guys are bringing up some fantastic points. I'm so happy I had all three of you on. And we've definitely gone over our, our time that I said we were going to do this for, but I, the conversation was so good, and, and you guys are being so awesome that I had to get that last one in there because I felt like it was so important. Um, 
And so, you know, before we wrap up the show, I know you guys, a lot of you guys have some amazing projects or, or just things in general for your company that you're working on in 2016. Um, is there anything that you'd like to share with the audience, cool things that you have planned? And Jess, why don't we start with you? Okay. Um, yeah, so I have um, I have regular boudoir photo shoots, but I also have these special edition photo shoots coming up. I have um, about three scheduled between now and December. And so like the next one coming up, what we do is we focus on one particular look. And so it's a shorter amount of time to shoot, but it's a very um, stylized special look. So like the next one we're doing is a milk bath shoot. So it's, um, you know, you in lingerie in a beautiful clawfoot tub filled with milk. Sounds weird, but it looks gorgeous and flowers floating in it. And so um, that's going to be coming in the next couple of months. Um, so I'll add that to my website on my blog with more information if anybody wants to, uh, in the Boston area, wants to try something like that. Um, I'll have that information there. So that's what I'm up to. Man, I want to come collaborate on one of those with you. I think that'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right, uh, Robbie, what do you guys have coming up? Yeah. So, uh, Pardomus, we're actually doing a lot this summer and actually throughout the rest of this year. Um, so we're actually, and I'm actually currently starting it, um, it just started yesterday, but we're going on a nationwide tour uh, doing either photo shoots and or uh, workshops with our athletes. So um, we're going to be hitting about 20 different cities between now and mid-September um, to try to get out there to as many people as possible. So you can book us for an individual shoot. We're going to be hopefully coming to your area um, just to do regular photo shoots with us. And then we're also doing our athlete workshops, which involve, which actually include the photo shoot part of the workshop. So, but you get to, um, you, our athletes will be there that, to help with posing and all that kind of stuff. And there's a lot of other cool things that we do as far as we talk about social media and how to, you know, portray yourself um, as and as a new person coming into the fitness industry, you know, how they start getting yourself going, um, you know, with social media to treat yourself like a brand, you know, the do's and don'ts of how to make your image look great, um, as well as, you know, it includes the workout and opposing seminar and all that kind of stuff. So we're doing those workshops. If you guys want to see more information about those, you can just go to Pardomas, P-A-R-D-O-M-A-S, athletes.com. Or if you just want more information, you can email me, at info, I-N-F-O, at pardomas, P-A-R-D-O-M-A-S, dot com. All right. And uh, Michael, what about you guys? Yeah. Well, uh, I'll say this. You know, fitnessmodels.com was built by myself and our CEO, Brian Clapp. We have been in this industry for so long, and we just got tired of seeing athletes and fitness models steamrolled and taken advantage of and misguided by the broke session of the industry. And so what we wanted to do was create something that was really here and centered around helping the athlete and the fitness model who are the very reason why we are in this industry and why this thing ticks. You know, gyms will not have memberships. Supplement companies will not have customers. Apparel companies will not have demand without the athlete. The fitness competition industry would not have anyone show up to their shows if it wasn't for the athlete putting in the work and creating these physiques. But nobody was going, hey, you know what? How can we help you? So what we did is we created this exclusive community for athletes to take their fitness lifestyle serious. We have professional and amateur athletes from all over the world that are a part of the fitnessmodels.com community. We created something that is the most rare that's ever been done because the athletes finally have their own social network that's private to communicate. 
talk to like-minded people, support each other, ask questions, look out for each other, warn people of companies that take advantage of athletes and lie and, and misguide and take advantage of. But one of the most exciting things that is really great that I'm so proud to talk about is it's always been a struggle for athletes and fitness models to find a way to get exposure and connect with legitimate opportunities. When I ran my advertising agency, anytime we needed commercial talent, we had three different directories that we would resource to get the casting out. Well, there was never anything out there to find athletes and fitness models. So what we did is we created the world's first professional fitness model directory. It's only for the members and athletes and fitness models of our company, but we have given them a professional platform that you can go and look. If you go to fitnessmodels.com slash model directory, you'll see what I'm talking about because our members have created portfolios with a professional scope. They put in their work history, their bio, their skill sets, uh, the genres they want to be marketable to because that's opening up the doors for them and it's giving them a platform to get away from social media and actually leverage themselves and direct people to a professional profile. The whole thing that we do is revolved around the, the athlete and fitness model, but we also don't charge anything for membership. We're just very exclusive in who we give it away to. You know, a lot of our members are competitors, and what we did is we wanted to do something fun, so we created a sponsorship program that for a lot of our athletes that compete in a lot of the shows that we selected, we put aside just over half a million dollars in cash. We've been writing checks for weeks this year, every week, for our, for our members that actually win top placings in these shows because we want them to feel rewarded. I mean, it, this thing wouldn't exist without them. So for us, we're finally doing what needed to be done, and that was treat these athletes and fitness models with respect and give them support without any strings attached. Because that's honestly what athletes deserve, and that's what fitnessmodels.com is all about. Oh, well, I mean, you guys are all doing such amazing things, and I, I really appreciate you all being on the show tonight. And, and anyone listening in, obviously that was a lot of information from three completely different companies. So I, I will throughout uh, tomorrow and Saturday, I'll post their information on uh, both my fitness page and my regular Facebook page, just so if anyone's interested and they forget or don't want to re-listen to the show, I will post that so anyone can uh, get in contact or check out what they, they have to offer. Um, and again, I, I really appreciate you guys being on tonight. You are all so knowledgeable and the show went absolutely amazingly. And I, and I think that I really feel that anyone listening in or anyone that's going to listen in in the future to the show really has a, a wide range of, of topics that we covered and, and just great expertise on, on each subject. And you guys are hearing it from the best. I mean, these guys are all awesome. So um, I've had the pleasure of, of shooting with Robbie, so I know how great he is. And I, I hope in the future that I can, I can meet Michael. And Jessica just happens to be in my area, in my neck of the woods, so that's that won't be too hard, so I'm hoping that I can get together with her as well. But um, thank you so much, guys, for being on, and I hope you have a fantastic night. Thank you. Thank, you. thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. Thank you. No, I appreciate it. So have a great night, and hopefully I'll talk to you guys again soon. All right. Thanks, Melinda. Thank you.